Next stop, touchdown land. Okay. We're 13 minutes into the episode and we have nothing. <laughs> nothing in 13 minutes. Welcome to Touchdown Land. In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Japanese Game Show of Fantasy Football Podcasts. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me as always tonight is Mr. Dale DeMott. Give a lot, Dale. Yeah, man. Uh, Japanese game show, I'm guessing, because uh, you have no idea what's going on at Japanese game show, but you keep watching it and watching the uh, craziness. Yeah, kind of. Also, you really wonder what went wrong with that country slash podcast. I don't know. Some of those game shows are absolutely nuts. Did you see the recent one uh, with Steph Curry? No. <laughs> so Steph Curry uh, was on this game. I'm pretty sure it was a Japanese game show because I didn't know what was going on at the time. But he was on a basketball court and he was playing against other guys. And his hoop was like a normal hoop. And the guys he was playing against, the hoop was like, I don't know, maybe three feet in diameter. <laughs> and uh, and then they, they had he was playing against people with stilts. And they can use like brooms to swat his ball away. And it was nuts. It was crazy. You, you did not know what was going on. Because I don't understand Japanese. So they were screaming at each other, and it was crazy. And I kind of feel like uh, our show is just like that. You don't know what's going on, but you just keep listening for some reason. Yeah, okay. That's a pretty accurate description, I think. No yeah. idea what's going on with our <laughs> rankings, but still listening. <laughs> um, today we are talking about um, tight ends. Tight ends! Tight ends. We're going to go through 1 through 12, maybe a little bit more than that if we have time. Really, uh, I think Christian and I both agree that if you're not going to get the top one or two, it's best just to wait. Don't waste that early to mid-round pick on a tight end that you're chasing. We'll just wait. I'll take it one step further. Don't draft a tight end early. Even if it's Gronk I, I, in the third? The only way... That I would draft. Okay, here's the thing. Sometimes that gets thrown out because if you see a guy like Jimmy Graham, he's falling. Okay, fine. Then you take a a a, a risk because it it has to be based on where a player's a value. But sure. if I can get a you know a starting running back or wide receiver instead of a starting tight end, I'd rather have that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I really like Travis Kelsey. He's going around, I don't know, 35, 35th overall or so. If I can get him like at the beginning of the fourth, maybe even into the third, but really if I if he's there at the beginning of the fourth and I have a good running back and two really good wide receivers or something like that, I would definitely consider Travis Kelsey in, in the early fourth. Okay. And that's, I mean, he just has to fall just a little bit for me to be tempted. Okay. But that's my two cents. All right, Take we'll, it for what it's we'll, worth. We'll get to that when uh, when we start talking about tight ends. Nice. Uh, Want to go over some housekeeping stuff? <laughs> yes, please. Housekeeping? You want me to jerk you off? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I want to so, before before you do that. I love how this segment just evolved. Like it became a segment. 
because we liked the drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, we we organize our podcast around what drops we want to play. <laughs> um, really quick, I do want to promote something that we haven't really talked about a lot, and that is our YouTube videos. We started doing player profiles. Later in the season, we're going to get into like the waiver wires. They're pretty well produced, I think. Uh, Armando is heading up that whole stuff. Um, he has a background in video production, so it's not just crappy phone stuff that we're do, you know, doing on iPhone. It's really good quality, good information. Our writers help us with it as well. So check out our YouTube channel, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Also, if you guys are going to get anything on Amazon, just go through our site and click the Amazon link first. It'll take you directly to Amazon and then you order whatever you want. We don't get any of your information. It just helps us when you go through our site to get to Amazon. We're not asking you for anything. Just click on the site. Um, I can't cool. promise that we don't get any of your information. <laughs> Just don't say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, social security it's numbers, and, but that's it. <laughs> yeah. For anybody that's actually nervous about that, it's just a prank. Christian, why don't you tell everybody listening for the very first time what the hell they're listening to and why they should stay for the next 45 minutes? I Okay, so I don't know if I can promise that you should stay for the next 45 minutes. We are a little bit different from the other fantasy football podcasts that, uh, that you might see out there. We will get to the good stuff. We will get to the stats. We'll get to the news. We'll get to the analysis. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> and that sums up our podcast. Really, what we want to do is present it in a more enjoyable way. Sometimes I will, I'm, I'm just like our listeners, and I'll tune in to other guys and not to say that there's not people out there that are doing great work. There's plenty of people that are, that do a great job, but it would be so much better if they just, they weren't boring. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, Is that okay? Okay. No, no, that's right. I agree with you. Um, and so we just want to make something that's supposed to be fun because fantasy football for me is about fun. It's about my, my whole reason for playing fantasy football is I want to destroy Dale and mock him or people of that nature, people that are my friends. I want to take their money. I want to make it fun. And so what I want to do with that po this podcast, this is just an extension of that. I want to make fantasy football fun for other people because that's what it's been for me. Right. And we don't, we're not here to try to be funny. We're just trying to just be ourselves really and talk about fantasy football. And if there's a dick joke, we'll make it. And if we talk about Jack Doyle too much, we'll continue to talk about him. Um, so, no, we're not a comedy podcast. I don't think I'm very funny at all. But I do think that I can hang around my friends and bullshit and talk about fantasy football. Um, Jack Doyle, if you're listening, open invite anytime you want to come on. Yes. We love you. Open invite anytime. So, actually, since we did that introduction, it leads perfectly into the next piece of housekeeping that I want to talk about which is our Listener League. Our Listener League, this review that I'm going to read from an entry from, to the Listener League, pretty much sums up exactly what our podcast is. So, if you want to be in our Listener League, we're having a contest. All you have to do is go to iTunes, preferably iTunes, but you can use Stitcher or Google Play if you prefer that. Um, we are not, uh, you know, uh, exclusive to iTunes. Wherever you download, rate us. Has to be five stars. We're going to mention that a little softly. Um, and write us a review. Screenshot yep. that bad boy. Email it to us. Eatsleepfantasy at gmail.com. 
and that's all you got to do. You're automatically entered to be in our pod. Some people will be entered, uh, awarded, I guess, based on merit of the review, how good yep. it is. Maybe yep. we'll do a couple randomly for people that are not so gifted at writing, maybe. <laughs> I mean, some people do have trouble, and you know, we just can't let all the creative people in. There has to be a good mix. Right. So, yeah, even if you're not creative, give us a five-star review, and maybe we'll just go ahead and let you in anyways. So I do want to um, read one review here. All okay. right. Um, this review caught my eye. Uh, came in from, uh, oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Freddie Garcia. Freddie Garcia okay. wrote us this review. And it's, he just put relatable. That's the title of the, of the review. By far my favorite fantasy football podcast. When I listen to the podcast, I feel like I'm talking with a group of friends about football. They make the show so easy to listen and give great fantasy help. Hands down, recommend this to anybody who wants to win fantasy football. Wow. I'm very nice of Freddie. Yeah. Love it. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Freddie. Jeez. That's how we feel. That's like, that's like, I don't even have friends that talk that nicely about me. I hate you, dude. <laughs> um, okay, I so why we're your all... friend talk nicely about you. I don't have friends. Moving on. Um, okay, so we're almost done with housekeeping. Basically, we are getting the dustpan ready um, to finish everything. No, I'm sorry, I'm bad at this. Just one more last thing. I want to talk about Draft Party USA. Really quick, we've been talking about him for a couple weeks now. Christian, I know you weren't here last podcast, so I'm going to tell you about this, and you tell me how excited you are. Okay. If you're anywhere near or around New Orleans or planning on going anytime soon, especially with your friends for a draft party, Draft Party USA is giving away an entire draft party in New Orleans, just blocks from the French Quarter. It's pretty nuts. Um, They're providing uh, the food, drinks, draft board, um, the whole experience, the, you know, the board girl, uh, I don't think they call her a board girl, but something like that, a, a reserved area. It's pretty amazing. And all you have to do is go to draftpartyusa.com and, uh, let's see, yeah, draftpartyusa.com and just look for the link there and you can figure out how to, how to enter and all that stuff. Legitimate question. Am I allowed to answer that? You are not going to New Orleans. If you enter, it'll just be a... I, okay, screw you, man. I would love to do that. One of the places that I would really like to visit is New Orleans, and having a all-inclusive draft package from Draft Party USA would be pretty damn dope. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, so really, all you need to do, go to draftpartyusa.com, check them out. If you're going to do any other kind of draft parties, they're definitely worth looking into. You can give them a call at 702-781-1148. They are based in Vegas, so they know how to... Uh, hook you up with a good party. Also, just go to jeffpartyusa.com and uh, and check out. Make sure you uh, enter the chance to win a free draft party. Yeah, man. Actually, I'm going to just do what you want better. You don't even have to go to the site. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it. You just follow Draft Party USA on either Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You post a photo of your league, and you just tag Draft Party USA in that post and use hashtag Draft Party. So you don't even have to go to the site anymore. How about that? You're welcome. Okay. Don't say I never did anything for you. Don't say it. You never did anything for me. (laughs) Until now. See? There you go. So, Dale, the future, the present, and the past walked into a bar. Things got a little tense 
Oh, hey. That's good. All right, so uh, without any further you, ado... Wait, you didn't expect me to laugh at that, did you? <laughs> like, that's that's a joke that you kind of, like, smile, like, crack a smile at. All right. That's I, a horrible radio joke. Hold on, no. I got a good radio joke for you. You want to hear this one? Sure. This one's actually... Okay, uh, maybe I'm building it up and you're not going to laugh at it. Just found out I'm colorblind, man. The diagnosis came completely out of the purple. You can you can give me the uh, the loser horn. We haven't done that <laughs> in a long time. Just go I'll, ahead. I'll give you some. Hold on, hold on. I'll give you something worse. <sighs> Thanks, Dale, for that. I thought I liked that one. Can't, we're gonna put. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna make a poll for when this episode drops, and just basically, was that a good joke? Um, I learned that when you, we do polls on Twitter, especially, um, always have a option for this poll sucks. Most people are going to vote for that. <laughs> yeah, see, no, because that's that's already biased. People don't want. Okay. Anyways, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and get into the news, Dale. Okay. All right. So first piece of news: Martavis Bryant. This is coming from uh, Ian Rappaport of uh, NFL Network has now been informed that he can finally start to participate in all the preseason activities and is cleared to do so. Good? Yeah. 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 I mean, we're expecting this. He's not quite ready to play in games. He's not reinstated to play in games yet, but at least he's out there practicing, so that's a good sign. So I saw a piece of news today. Um, so I, I thought that was muy importante because it kind of alleviates any concern that I might have had in terms of Martavis Bryant. He's never really know what the NFL. They're kind of like weird with that sure um all right so speaking of weird i want to just quickly give you this little piece of news here and i want to see you react to it patriots news okay because they're they're i don't know what they're doing but it always seems to work they listed Dion lewis as their starting running back today Hmm, i didn't know that okay Okay. he's he's atop their depth chart however right next to his name Listed as the co-starter, right, is James White. Can this get any more murky and muddy? Um, so my question to you is, are you concerned about Mike Gillisley? Um, is this just because he's out with, you know, a hamstring injury and he's missed the past week of training camp? Um, it's been lingering a little bit for, for a couple, for like, uh, over a week now since, uh, for a while now. Um, so worried about Mike Gillespie cause I've seen him be climbing and climbing in ADP and now he's, he's got a little bit of a, an injury with his hamstring. He's got two guys who are listed. I don't know how much you want to stock you want to put into that. I had him on the depth chart. What say you Dale? Oh, man, because um, this is news to me as well. I'm not going to take too much stock into it right now. Um, I think Mike Gillisley is still the running back to own. I'm not going to I'm not gonna pay attention to the depth charts here. Not yet. We'll see. I mean, we'll see in the preseason. We'll get a glimpse of what's going on. I, okay. I don't know. I think it's, Mike Gillisley, listen, and, I don't it, think the other guys will be ahead of him. 
Come opening day, so long as Gillisley's healthy. What worries me is not Dion Lewis. Uh, what worries me is not James White. What worries me is that hamstring. If he's healthy, he'll be the starter. He'll be the most productive running back. It won't be LeGarrette Blunt last year. However, right. if he's healthy, he'll be there. He'll be useful. It'll be hit and miss. Um, but, man, you got to keep an eye on those those hamstrings, those those sorts of injuries I do not like to see because those soft tissue injuries can linger and be annoying throughout the preseason and go into the season. Yeah. I have a feeling this is just Belichick's way of saying, Hey, you got to earn it. You know, you're, you're the new guy, you're the new kid on the block. You got to earn it. If you want the top spot on that chart. Speaking of new kids, Mike Williams, the rookie ride receiver for oh, the give me some good news. Los give me Angeles good chargers. News. Good news has resumed running. So, okay. um, originally I thought this injury was going to be uh, lead significantly into the season. Um, they, it looks like he's not going to do any part of training camp. Um, won't get much preseason reps if I had to put my, you know, my betting chips in on whether or not he's going to play anything in preseason. So he might have a slow early season, but if you're in a dynasty league, uh, I still think he's one of the better wide receiver picks um, for me in a dynasty league. He's one of the top 10 players. I know that Dale, um, we have a dynasty league that uh, it's coming up. It's in the second round. I'm, I'm urging you to take Mike Williams, actually. I don't know how much value he's going to have during the first half of this season, but second half of the season, especially if anything were to happen to the oft-injured Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, to me, very good second half of this season and towards the future. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the future. The wide receivers there, even with Keenan Allen there, um, as long as Philip Rivers is playing there, you'll right. be okay. Um, I heard a piece of a piece of news today. This is more rumor than news, um, okay. and then we'll get into actual news after this. But the rumor coming out of Seattle today was that the clear number one running back was Thomas Rawls. You buying any yeah. of that? That was uh, beat writer Bob Condotta from the Seahawks. Yeah, I kind of am. I mean, I was kind of iffy on Eddie Lacy to begin with. I think I do have Lacy the highest among all the other running backs. But it doesn't really surprise me. Are you surprised on about this? Yes, I am. I am. Mm. I am mm. going to still contend that the day one starter will be Eddie Lacy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thomas disagree? Rawls is pretty good. I no, I, I don't disagree. I think Eddie Lacy, like I said, I have him ranked higher than anybody else. It just it's not surprising, and it won't surprise me if Thomas Rawls ends up being the best back in that in that offense. If that's the case, if Thomas Rawls were to end up the season as the starting running back, let me let me pull up currently his ADP because it's. It's pretty far down there. He's going behind ProSize. He's right now the 48th running back off the board. Um, so you can get the guy super late. Yeah. And yeah. for a guy that could potentially be the starting running back for the Seahawks, who we've seen be productive before, who last year people were very high on, 
you know, there's there's some value to be had there late if he could capitalize on getting that job. But yeah. uh, he didn't do that last year. Right. No, it, it's, I think it's a good later round value to pick up Rawls. And the only reason Rawls is behind pro size is because everybody thinks, okay, Lacey's going to be the first and second down guy. Pro size is going to come in there and, you know, be the pass catching third down back. And that leaves Rawls to the side. But get Rawls like in I about said, the 11th to 12th round right now. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm fine drafting him in the 11th or 12th round. Right. It's a, it's one of those home run hits. Um, Real quick, would you rather have Thomas Rawls or the guy going right ahead of him, Jeremy Hill? Jeremy Hill. Agreed. Would you rather have Thomas Rawls or a couple guys actually going behind him in, let's start with Jacquez Rogers? Hmm. It depends on how my roster construction looks. Uh, If I needed somebody for the first couple weeks, I'd go Rogers. If I really didn't, I'd go Rawls. Okay. And then uh, two more. Jamal Williams, Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'd take Rawls over Jamal Williams. And then uh, Jamal Charles. I think I would take a chance on Rawls. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I think I would go Hill and Rodgers over him as well, uh, regardless of my roster construction. Look, Rodgers has probably just as good shot at I think taking Rogers over. has more of a shot to take over. You think so? Yes. By the way, I uh, I got a tweet from Trevor. Man, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Uh, I'm not even gonna try. Trevor. He is a Bucks beat reporter, and he has been saying this whole time, and he still believes it. He's at training camp every day. He goes through his whole job is covering the Bucks. He is a, still a very strong believer that Doug Martin will in no way shape or form. Uh, and I agree. Yeah, I agree. Lose Doug that, Mar- lose that Doug job Martin and be shot. starting. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree. However, three games, we've seen things happen. All right. Yeah. Okay. Jock was Rogers. Because two years yeah. ago, uh, that was Tevin Coleman's job. Sure. That Devonta Freeman ran away with, and yeah. didn't give back. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't think Jock was Rogers is that kind of back, but you never know. You never know. Right. right. He's played okay in the, in the chances he's, that he's gotten. Right. Uh, last piece of news that I want to hit you here with, Dale. I don't, I don't want to hit you. I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't want to really touch too much on – I have two pieces of news. This one, please just address quickly. Devonta Freeman signed a five-year deal. Good for him, right? Cool. Good for him. All right. And uh, he's a lock, I think, again, to be another top ten back, right? I believe so. All right. I think uh, this year you can trust the guy. Uh, Andrew Luck, this is the piece that I do want to talk about. Originally, there was worry he might start the season on the pup. He's not expected at this point to start the season on the pup. He's progressed in his throwing program. Uh, he's still rebuilding that throwing motion and strength, but it looks like he's actually starting to make progress. Um, if he misses, what number of games do you move him outside of your top 12? If he misses four. Okay. As long as he doesn't start the season on the pup, he will be in my top six quarterback. If they say, okay, maybe he misses the first game or two, whatever, I'm still going to have him there. I think it, I'm think i okay with a game or two. I'm okay with three games. I think you can stream whoever you need because if he doesn't, if, if that's the clear sign to me, if he's not listed 
to start the season on the pup, that means they expect him to be back within the first six weeks, sooner than the first six weeks. So what is that, three, four weeks that I can stream? And then once he gets back, I have a top five guy, in my opinion. Right. But if you have to wait the first six weeks... And you wait until week seven to play the guy that then I'm out. You're, That's the yeah. that whether or not he starts the season on the pup is whether or not Andrew Luck is worth it. Yeah. And even if he's on the pup and he loses and misses it for six weeks, there's no guarantee that he's going to be available week seven. <laughs> right. Um. Okay. All right. That's it for news. Uh, let's get into some tight ends. Tight ends. Oh, let's get into some tight ends. <laughs> all right. I like. Um, I don't know how much my wife would like that. Jeez. I'll go in there. There's not much to discuss. One, two is Gronk and Kelsey. Uh, I actually have Kelsey at one and Gronk at two. You have Gronk at one and one. There's not too much to talk about here. I just have, it really comes down to a gut feeling, to be honest with you, that I think Kelsey is going to take over Gronk. Yeah. Expect Gronk to miss a couple of games right. like he always does. And uh, there's just, you know, Brandon Cooks is there. It's just another mouth to feed. So I'm just going to say, hey, he won't do as good as he has. But... Kelsey has been uh, pretty consistent over the last three years. Yeah, he, that's why they call him I, consistent Kelsey. I think he has bit. He is what he is. I think that even though he finished one last year, that is um, in large part due to a nice increase in catches, which we saw come because of Macklin's injury. Um, we we did. <clears throat> see a few other pieces kind of emerge that offense has been changing he's limited by alex smith but i think that's a good thing for him um i would expect his numbers to be just about where they were last year but traditionally speaking those numbers would not be good enough for number one tight end numbers they might be two three it was kind of a crappy year for tight ends and i'm surprised that kelsey's touchdown numbers have been consistently low five five and four over the last three well in his th- three seasons in the NFL, because uh, you don't really count that uh, one game he played as a rookie. Right. Um, but in the past three seasons, 5-5-4, five, five, and four, that is what he is. But 85 catches like he last, had last year, re- super repeatable. We'll move on. I think he's one or two. I don't have a problem if you have him there. I think he's going to be top three regardless. And just let me just throw this in. I talked about him before. Uh, Chris Connolly, wide receiver in Kansas City. I'm still a believer in him, and I still think he takes a step up. I know, I know. I'm just, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just saying I think he will emerge as a threat, at least, alongside Tyreek Hill and uh, give Kelsey maybe a little bit more of a chance in the inside. Maybe. We'll see. But I just wanted to mention that. I wanted to be on record talking about Chris Connolly because when he blows up, I'm going to play this back. I just want credit, that's all. Okay. All right. Are you are you done? <laughs> yeah. Talking about Chris Conley? Uh on third, the tight end episode? Third overall uh tight end we have ranked in our consensus is Greg Olson. I have him at three, you have him at four. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I won't argue with you for putting him at four. And we he's in that group of guys, right? It's not right. A, it's nothing crazy. He uh I am gonna I am probably uh going to um, move him one spot down, perhaps. Um, I do think that offense is going to start trying to feature a couple of new weapons there. Um, but he, he will be Mr. Reliable at the tight end position this year. Yeah, 
fun fact, did you know he is Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's uncle? No, he's not. <laughs> oh man, you you had me going for a second. I was like, no, I said no, he's not, but wasn't a hundred percent sure on that. Right, he's, right. No, he's not. Yeah, I heard it in your voice. Sorry. Uh, All right, Tyler Eifert is our number four guy in Cincinnati tight end. I have met seven. You have met six. We're not disagreeing here a lot on tight ends. I don't know if it's just you know our brainwaves connected here with these tight ends, but Tyler Eifert is very reliable and very well or very um red zone targeted end zone targeted when he's healthy right there's there's a guy that i would rather have than eifert that we're going to talk about next um in jimmy graham and so i I would like to hear your argument pro eifert because Eifert, to me, is a, a touchdown machine. He will be limited in catches. He's not a guy that you I, I would have very highly in, in a PPR league uh, compared to some of these other guys. Uh, Gronk is a stud in PPR. Kelsey will be that as well. Uh, Olsen, somewhat. Jimmy Graham, somewhat. But Eifert will definitely not be. <laughs> right. Um, well, But besides... if we're looking at a standard league, yeah, touchdown monster. But he tends to get injured a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, Gronk, Kelsey, Olsen, and Jordan Reed are the four guys that will get a lot of their points, not only from touchdowns, but mostly yardage and receiving yardage. Tyler Eifert is the next guy above that that will be a huge boom with his touchdowns. Everybody else is touchdown dependent. Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, uh, even Martellus Bennett, Zach Ertz, Cameron Brait, they're all going to be touchdown dependent. So when I'm looking at these touchdown-dependent guys, I'm going to look at Eifert and say he has the biggest potential to boom. Um, okay. I think Is that fair? Of, no. I think of the next group. <laughs> not fair. I think of the next group, um, the guys with the biggest potential to boom, for me, are super clear, and that's Jordan Reed and Jimmy Graham because they have everything in their arsenal. They have the touchdown potential. They have the ridiculous yeah. catch potential. But with Jordan Reed, you have to hope and pray that you'll get 13 games. But right. for me, Jordan Reed um, is all about playing the value game and whether or not you can get him at a price point that's worth risking yeah. getting a guy for 10 to 13 games. Right. Uh, because when he's on the field, he is Gronk. They are the same guy. Oh, I agree. Just, I, have, I have Reed ranked above Kel, uh, Eifert. Okay. Do I not? You do too. Who is? Oh, is Armando dragging down our consensus? <laughs> yes, Armando is. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Wow. We have Reed three and four, and Armando has him eleven. No wonder he's yeah. dragging down our consensus. Right. Right. Okay. And so, um, but I also think Jimmy Graham is in that group. For me, I want to think of this in tiers. Gronk and Kelsey to me are the same tier. Yeah, agreed. Right. Because Kelsey agreed. will be there for the sixteen yeah, games. No, we get it. Gronk will not. Yeah. Move on. Next tier. Okay. The next tier for me is Jordan Reed. Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson. Tyler Eifert is not in that tier for me. Yeah. See, I don't have Jimmy Graham in that tier. I disagree. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Tyler Eifert for me is in the Delaney Walker, Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron tier. See, it, well, he would be in that tier yardage alone. No. I just think. Okay. I think Tyler Eifert is just, he's a bigger, he has much bigger potential. I mean, when he catches, you know, a touchdown a game, that's an extra six points that right. Hunter Henry and Eric Ebron do not have. Right. 
I'm not really sure about Delaney Walker. I do have him higher than you. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But I think okay. here's the thing. Tyler Eifert is insane with the touchdowns because uh, two years ago, 52 catches, 13 touchdowns. So every four catches, he had a touchdown. Last year, he only played eight games, right? Mm-hmm. He was on pace to do even better. 29 receptions, five touchdowns. It's the same pace, almost the same pace. So, so you, why do you have – why are you arguing against him? I mean, that's an amazing pace. <laughs> because he doesn't play 16 games ever. And you look at it, four seasons, his career high in catches is 52. But look at – I mean, Jordan Reed can't stay healthy either, and you have Jordan Reed ranked way above Jordan Reed has actually shown me at least a couple of right. times where he's played significant amount of games, be uber elite. Okay. I mean, 14 games, 87 catches, 11 touchdowns at the wide at the tight end position. He's basically a, a wide receiver. Okay. The most games Jordan Reed has ever played was 14, right. and that was two Eifert, years ago. What was Eifert, 15, four years ago? Boom, Maybe. drops the mic. But, well... I mean, the Jordan Reed's games, 9, 11, 14, and 12 in his, last, in his first four years, the first and only four years. All right, all right, all right. I, I'd rather have Jordan Reed over Tyler Eifert. Do you want to make any sort of bet here, including injuries? No, I have Jordan Reed above Tyler Eifert, too. Okay, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Are we arguing with each other and agreeing? Oh, yes, let's move on. It's like, like you're my fucking podcast wife. <laughs> all right, uh, Jimmy Graham, we Did already kind of talked about. I mean, you... I understand. I chose to ignore. Jimmy Graham, you have him at five. I have him at nine. Armando has him at six. Why the um, hate? So right. Why the hate on Jimmy Graham? Uh, I haven't seen Russell Wilson. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't trust Russell Wilson. To throw it to Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Okay. I disagree. Do you want to know why? Because he had 900 over 900 yards and six touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good, and I think he can take a step forward from that. Actually, let's not forget he has been coming back from a horrific injury, an injury that oftentimes derails people for years if they ever come back. And he played all 16 games, had 65 catches, mm. Mm. 14 yards a catch, mm. six touchdowns. You're telling mm. me he can't have those, 100 targets I, and 75 catches? I'm telling you those numbers are a little inflated. Listen to his last few games. This is his yardage. 16, 31, 43, 64, 37, 22. That makes me a little nervous. And that makes me feel like Russell Wilson won't feed him. Yes, he had some great games. He had a couple 100-yard games. He even had a multiple touchdown game midway through the season in week nine. Besides that, I mean, listen to those yardages I just read you. It's not promising. He, yes, he could get a touchdown or two. Right. And these, are, these aren't games against big you know, teams. You're talking about Arizona, San Francisco, Detroit that he played against that he couldn't produce. It's not okay. my cup of tea. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Jimmy Graham. Where are you looking at? Uh, what was? Where, where are the games you were reading? Okay, uh, Arizona. Okay, I see them. Never mind. All right. Sorry. Are you questioning me? A little bit. 
<laughs> you should. Okay, uh, number seven in our consensus, Delaney Walker. I have him at five. You have him at eight. This is okay to me. I'm not going to argue too much over Delaney Walker. I am a little nervous that he is old <laughs> and that the Titans have added a ton of weapons in the offseason. You know, two wide receivers. Their run game is as strong as ever. I think Derrick Henry is going to be even a little bit better. I mean, that, that offense is not going to be ran through Delaney Walker like it was last year or two years ago. Right. Um, Delaney Walker is right now going at 76 overall. Yeah, that, they they tied in off the board. And so for me, that's a guy I don't think is worth it at his current price point. Um, I have him ranked where I have him because he will be solid. But man, you can just, rep- I feel like he's the quintessential, just replaceable guy. Yeah. He's, I think he will. I think he will be this year, unfortunately. I have, I've always liked Delaney Walker. I have him in a keeper league of mine. I've watched a lot of his games, watched a lot of him. Um, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I mean, you're looking at Hunter Henry, according to ADP, and I don't mean to keep dwelling on the ADP, but you have Hunter Henry that's getting picked like 25 picks after him. I would much rather really have a guy that. that's, Two going, rounds after. that's going five rounds later in Eric Ebron that I think... Yeah. Will probably outperform him. Oh, we're yeah. gonna t- we're gonna talk some more Eric Ebron later on in this episode. A hundred percent happening. <laughs> the, hey, so now we're gonna talk about Eric Ebron, and that's been the episode, guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, we'll kind of breeze through Hunter Henry really quick. Uh, I have him at six. You have him at twelve. It is a little bit big difference, right? Actually, I do want to talk to you. Why are you so low on him? Uh, I kind of think this offense is going to be a little messy. And um, we have lots of weapons there. Okay, We have Williams, who was drafted, who now looks like he's going to play this season, um, more so than I thought he would. We've got Keenan Allen, who's actually healthy. right? We still got Tyrell Williams from last year, who's shown that he could be promising. Gates is still sitting around there. He's going to be super annoying when Hunter Henry gets the 60 yards of receiving yards but doesn't get either of the end zone touchdowns because they both went to old-ass Antonio Gates. Yeah. So, And then you got Melvin Gordon who's going to get the goal line carries. I just don't see there being enough work for Henry. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I'll I'll tell you exactly how I feel. Hunter Henry and... Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates combined for 15 touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think Antonio Gates is going to be the guy he was or ever has been. Um, Antonio Gates played 14 games last year, five, a little over 500 yards and seven touchdowns. He won't be that guy again. He's going to lose. He's losing a step. Hunter Henry is emerging as the tight end one in that offense. Between, I mean, 15 touchdowns to going to tight ends. Philip Rivers loves his tight ends. He's going to get his. He's going to get targeted. Even if, look, even if Hunter Henry stays the same and stays with eight touchdowns, he's still, that's tied among tight ends with touchdowns. Only Cameron Brait tied him with eight touchdowns. So I'm okay. fine. I'm fine with that. Um, to, yeah. He's just a guy, like, his, he, he had one game 
with more than five catches in the whole season. Oh no, he did. He wasn't targeted at all. Hardly. I mean, Hunter Henry was only targeted. Yeah, thirty-six, 36. catches. Yeah, exactly. So high catch rate. Um, very high, high touchdown rate. Yeah. Very high touchdown rate. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, I don't. I don't see it, man. I li- I think he's very talented, but I think maybe give it another year or two. Keenan Allen might be gone. Gates will definitely him? be gone. You huh? want to make a you want to make a episode eat bet of who? Uh, Ebron. I'll take Hunter Henry. You pick somebody. I'll take Eric Ebron over Hunter Henry. <laughs> it's Eric Ebron versus the world, isn't it? <laughs> I'll know, take that. Yeah, I you have him way you have you have him way higher than Eric Ebron, so I know you'll take that bet. Yeah, you of have, course. You have him six and and uh, and. Uh, Eric Ebron, Ebron 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll take Hunter Henry over Eric Ebron. All right, Nick, go ahead and make that an e-bet. And big thanks to Nick again. He's uh, our board manager this year. Um, trying to see who else board. you have Hunter Henry over. Oh, I'll take uh, you have Hunter Henry over Jimmy Graham if we want to make a second e-bet. Absolutely. All right, I will take Jimmy Graham over Hunter Henry. Perfect. I love these. I like uh, I like tight ends with two first names. Um, you realize that Jimmy Graham is also, I guess. Yeah. It's not a common name. Henry's more common than Graham. So I win. You're always trying to outsmart me. Can you just say, let's move on. Let's move on. (laughs) Eric Ebron. (laughs) Go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the podcast goes to complete hold. Ah, here we go. Somehow. Some way, this guy um, has become my guy at the tight end position. He was right there in terms of yards per game last year with guys like Jordan Reed. Okay, I know he only paid thirteen games. He paid thirteen games. He he paid thirteen games. He paid the iron price, <laughs> which you would understand. If you watched Game of Thrones, which you don't, which makes me feel like we should automatically invalidate all of your arguments. Anyways, <sighs> 61 catches in 13 games, and yet only one touchdown, Dale. 711 receiving yards and one touchdown, Dale. Matthew Stafford doesn't trust him. I disagree, man. I think that's one of those anomalies. Remember yeah. two years ago when I was yeah. pounding the table with, along with you? Yeah, yeah. Not 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 two years ago. Remember last year when we were pounding the table yeah, for yeah. Mike Evans? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, we this were. has to this has to change. It's just not yeah. normal. Yeah, we loved him. And guess what happened? Oh yeah. Mike Evans was an elite wide receiver last year. The number yeah. two wide receiver last year was Mike Evans. Yeah. You know who could be just as good at the tight end position? Say his name, Dale. I don't see it. Just say his name though. Eric Ebron. <laughs> there you go. Eric Ebron. It could happen. Look, Don't when tell me it's I, not possible. It, yes. Is it possible? Absolutely. Uh, there's possible. very few tight ends that the field is so thin that there's very few tight ends that it's absolutely not possible to get up in the top eight of tight ends. So I'm not going to sit there and say that. But when you have a guy who has inflated target numbers – in a couple of his games, for whatever reason, and I can't, I guess we can always go back to the tape and watch those games, but last year against Houston, he had 10 targets, and week 16 against Dallas, he had 12 targets, 
I don't know the uh, how that how those games played out, but those numbers are definitely inflating. And if you look at his other games, he had games where he was targeted one and two times. Okay, okay. One, shut your pie hole. He only had one game with less than five targets. I don't know what you're talking about. He had one target. He had one game catches. all Against season. Minnesota. One game all season that he had less than five targets. Yeah, a bunch with like five. Hey, it's all you need. <laughs> Tight end position. Okay, I mean, I was exaggerating a little bit, but he sucks, and we should move on. All right, screw you, too. All right, uh, number ten, Martellus. You give that Bennett. dude five touchdowns. All of a sudden, the dude is like a top five or six tight end. Being drafted right now, give me a second because I lost my thing. Where is he going? The 12th tight end or the 14th? Uh, 14th. Look, the 14th I, tight end def- off the board. 100% like, a good value at four, 14th off the board for sure. And he's no our consensus nine. That's all, that's all, that's all I got to say. He's our consensus nine. Armando's right there with him, with me on this. Okay, I just want to say that because after our last episode, Mr. Armando updated his rankings too, and guess where he has him? With me at seven. Get on the Ebron train, Dale. Get it on the Ebron train. No thanks. It's coming. Next stop, touchdown land. Okay, I I tortured that. (laughs) I really thought that was gonna be better. Touchdown land. Damn it. Now he's going to suck. Just couldn't bring it home. No, good thought, though. Maybe think about it and come back to me later. Um, Martellus Bennett moving over to Green Bay from New England. I have him at 8. You have him at 13. I don't like I this move. He could be a weapon. Aaron yeah. Rodgers never really fully used, utilizes tight end just well, really because. You, you said it right there. That's all you need to say. Yeah. So why do you have him as a top 10 tight end? Just because that offense is so explosive. I, I'm hoping that they can get him involved. I'm hoping that he's better than who they've had in the past. And that their offensive line and their passing, uh, their passing, off, or passing uh, protection is a little bit better where they don't need to keep their tight ends at home. Over under 0.5 Hail Mary touchdowns to Martellus Bennett. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll take the over on that. <laughs> I I'm hoping that Martellus Bennett is just that talented, more talented than anybody that you've ever had. And if he is, Rogers will find a way to use him, and that's what I'm banking on. Okay. All right. Zach Ertz comes in at 11. I have him at nine. I'm sorry, you have him at nine. I have him at 10. Armando is a little lower on him at 14. Zach Ertz is really intriguing here. He's another late guy going in drafts. Uh, right now he's going as the 11th tight end off the board around pick 100, 105. Right. Pretty good value, I think. What is it about this guy that he can't turn it on until the second half of the season? Yeah. He's had a couple years now, huh? He had 15 catches in the first half of the season and finished the year with 78 catches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just in week 13 and 14, he had 28 targets. (laughs) He is a guy that if he can put it together for a full season, we're all way too low on him. Yeah. However, you added some weapons in that offense. You got got Alshon Jeffrey there. You got LeGarrette Blunt maybe at the goal line now. 
Um, you still have Jordan Matthews. There's a few more competitions for targets than there was last year. So while I think that he'll be more consistent this year, it's definitely not going to be 16 targets like you saw in Week 17. Right. So um, I think this will be a year where he kind of puts it together a little bit more. And the, that 800 receiving yards that he had last year, very within the realm of possibility again. Um, and, and, you know, where you're getting him, uh, it's pretty good value to me. Yeah, I like him. I mean, maybe this late season emergence from Zach Ertz is a reflection of Carson Wentz. And maybe Carson Wentz will pick it to get pick it up. And uh, maybe they have some kind of rapport that we have kind of overlooked. All right. Bank on that. At number 12 overall, the tight end that I really, really like, and you actually like him a little bit more, which surprises me, is Cameron Brait. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm buying into the hype here at Tampa Bay that Cameron Brait's going, going to be a very productive tight end on that offense. It, uh, you said on that offense, right? It's not like you said on the Dolphins, I wish. <laughs> no. Hate my not team. quite that fortunate. Um, listen, man, for all you people out there that are for some damn reason still taking O.J. Howard, almost a Jordan Howard again like I did last time, some reason still taking O.J. Howard over Cameron Brait, please stop. Get some help. Yeah. Insert that Michael Jordan gif, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Get some help. Cameron Brait right now is being drafted as the 17th tight end off the board when he was top 10 last year the addition of oj howard does not scare me okay but all i want to say is that you've got guys like jason witten and antonio gates and oj howard still going ahead of him none of those guys will finish ahead of him yeah when you think when you hear oj what's the first thing you think of simpson followed by followed by juice (laughs) you know what i think of and i'll tell you a quick story really quick i was in um la I was like, I don't know, maybe 21 or 22 years old going like on one of my first vacations ever with my wife. She was my girlfriend back then. And uh, there was a guy on the side of the street. He was like really aggressive, you know, trying to sell. He was trying to sell T-shirts, but he was being really aggressive with the crowd, kind of not yelling at him, but just, you know, really up front and close to him and, you know, making a lot of people feel a little uncomfortable. But I was waiting outside the shop and this guy was screaming, trying to sell his shirts. The front of his shirt said... First OJ, now Kobe. So, and then the back said, no, that's it. No more white girls. And he was screaming it. He's saying, first OJ, now Kobe. No, that's it. No more white girls. And he said it about a million times when we were walking down the street. And uh, now every time I hear OJ, that's all I can think of is first OJ, now Kobe. Um, all right. So I do want to talk about a couple other guys before we wrap up. I, I have no interest in that story. Really? I have no interest in it. I just want to move on. Like, I don't want to address it. I did. First OJ, now Kobe. Uh-uh, that's it. No more white girls. And he kept saying it over and over and over again. Nothing, huh? I thought it was clever. I should have bought the shirt. I should have done. But my wife was too scared, and she ran away and didn't want to be near him. Are we done talking about Cameron Bright? That story really came out of the purple. <laughs> All right. Uh, 13th overall tight end is Kyle Rudolph. And I, this is the guy that I want to talk about because we have him way lower than most people, most consensus ranks. 
And so this is another prime example of a guy going in a spot that I want nothing to do with. Because why in the world would you draft him when you can get another wide receiver or running back that's going to be much better for your team than a guy who is ceiling is 807. That is his ceiling. Last season is as good as it gets for Kyle Rudolph. That's it. Yeah. Like, it's not going to get better. So yeah. if you're drafting him, just know you are drafting him at his ceiling, and that's not the type of player I want on my team. Yeah, he had his, the season of his career last year. I don't see him even coming close to that. He had 132 targets last year. He won't get that. He had 83 receptions. He won't come close to that. It's nobody I want to bank on. All right. So, Dale, I do want to mention a few guys here that we have on our board that we like more than others. And so some of those guys are guys like Jack Doyle, C.J. Fedorowicz, um, that we see as potential breakouts this season. I think Doyle is heavily tied into uh, Lux value and his health. But for me, a top 15 tight end who is is being drafted a little bit higher um, now as the offseason has progressed, but a guy that I'd rather have over Rudolph, a guy that I'd rather have um, right up there with, like, Martellus Bennett. Um, but that's pretty much where I'm at. But uh, where do you yeah. see Jack Doyle? Uh, I think if as long as Luck plays, I think him and Luck have a good thing going. I have him at 16 overall, and I'm right. completely fine taking him at, you know, if we're in tight end premium league or two tight end league or whatever, I'm completely okay with having him as my second tight end. Right. With Definitely has potential to get in top 12. Another I guy I just, I want to mention I wouldn't even really, be worried to have him as my one, to be honest. There's just, there, well, there's just a few guys I'd rather have ahead of him. Well, but I guess uh, yeah, if I'm, I if I'm winning on tight ends, there. if I'm winning for tight ends and people are starting to get backups, yeah, I'm, I won't freak out. If I get if I have to get Jack Doyle, I guess. Good point. Uh, one more guy I want to mention, just really quick. Jesse James. I still am a believer in Jesse James. I am at fifteen. I have him above Jack Doyle, actually, and I'll stick with that. I don't agree, but I also don't want to make any more eat bets if that's what you're trying to do. <laughs> because when Jesse James plays, it's welcome to touchdown land. Oh my God! Please uh, give yourself the you. You Give said that. Some, You're the yeah. one who coined that phrase. Yes, bro, but man, it's, it's to a train. Land. It's a train to touchdown land. Dude, give yourself the boo sound. Uh, I definitely didn't deserve that, but um, I'm going to use Welcome to Touchdown Land every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, re- I, don't, I don't understand, man. I don't understand why you think some of these things are funny and yet like I give you gold and you just move on. Like the oh. other day with Armando, those jokes were horrible. those jokes were gold. No, they weren't. And you're we just got so here many like, complaints. I got I got like, email after I got email after email talking about you should have edited that part out if you were in charge of editing. One, it was one email that said name <laughs> chatter. I know exactly what it said. <laughs> Let's move on. That guy that guy does not get us. Okay. He doesn't get us. That's all. Yeah. All right. Um, really quick. CJ uh, Fedorowitz. One more name that I want to throw in there. Yeah. Spell Fedorowitz. Close your eyes and spell it. Oh, man. Get half of it right and I'll give you a point. Okay. 
F-I-E-D-O-R-O-W-I-T-Z. Ooh, so close. W-I-C-Z. Okay, how the f- W-I-C-Z? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's close. All right. Oh, um, yes. Really quick, before we go, uh, again, check out draftpartyusa.com and, uh, or just tweet at them for that free draft party in New Orleans. Go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com slash rankings for all of our rankings that we just talked about. If you guys have any questions about tight ends or wide receivers or running backs or quarterbacks or defenses or kickers, you can always email us or tweet at us or get in touch with us somehow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that good stuff. Do you have anything else to add? If you want to ask us anything, it doesn't matter what. If you want to just ask Dale how he's feeling tomorrow morning, just, just... Follow him at Dale underscore fantasy. If you want to ask the show something at Eat Sleep FF, okay? If you want yep. to ask me something at Seabrito Fantasy, it's that easy. We are super active on Twitter. Yeah. Anything you super, want, super just active. ask, okay? Yep. Yep. Just ask. That's all it takes. Yep. All right. For Christian Brito, I'm Dale. I'll talk to you next time. Hasta luego. Welcome to Touchdown Land. Eat some